Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Science is back, baby. Hey, and we're back. <laughs> Science. Uh. We're back. How's it going? Your Ben Jarofsky show for Friday, January 27th, is brought to you by SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana, the Chicago Federation of Labor, the Chicago Teachers Union, and Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for all things there is to know the city of Chicago. Where to go, what to do, what to eat, what to drink, concert listings. They got concert listings and so much more. They talk about reefer and columns from our very own Ben Jarofsky. Ben, tell everybody about the latest column in the Chicago Reader. Uh, Absolutely brilliant column. Uh, on the idea, the concept of the mayor as the all-powerful being that seems to be fading at the moment, but it could have a resurrection, in my humble opinion, if Paul Vallis is uh, elected uh, mayor. I do believe he will bring us back to the concept of the all-powerful mayor. And I think a lot of aldermen will willingly go along uh, with him because it's safer that way if you're an alderman. Just let the mayor be the all-powerful mayor and you ride in his wake. Chicago Reader, chicagoreader.com. And if you want to help out this program, you can. chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarofsky. J-O-R-A, V as in victory, S-K-Y. It is Friday, January 27th, and this is the Ben Jarofsky Show's Oh What a Week. More like snow what a week. Am I right, Ben? Huh? Oh, he's got a million of them, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Snowing outside. And now your host, Chicago Reader columnist, Ben Jarofsky. Yeah, hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Pilot Friday. And here's why. I just had to deal with this uh, story that uh, Kate was in the page three of my beloved Bright One Home Delivered, as always, before you move on to Oh, What a Week with Dr. D. So this story, man, the ongoing saga of how the Chicago Bears are going to get the public to pony up for the new stadium they intend to build in Arlington Heights. So it's pretty clear they're moving to Arlington Heights, ladies and gentlemen. They're not coming. They're not going to stay in Chicago. And I really don't blame them. It's a better deal for them in Arlington Heights. But they don't want to um, build that stadium without a handout. Okay, they want a handout. Uh, that way, if the state puts up the money or the taxpayers put up some of the money, there's more money from for them as in profits. <sighs> I mean, they are capitalists after all. I mean, that's just how it goes anyway. I mean, like, it's kind of like a thing. You know what I mean? Like, I think, remember Amazon, folks? You, you remember, I know you try to forget this stuff. The, the world's richest man-run uh, company, one of the world's biggest companies, they wanted a handout to build a, uh, a corporate center. And they had every city in the country competing for it. It's sort of like a thing. You know, it's like rich guys buying airplanes and, and racing cars. Yeah, handouts. We want a handout. 
but they they can't like come right out and ask for it because it seems like there's just a bit of a reaction against against the handout. Nobody wants, no politician, no elected official wants to put his or her name on that handout proposal. It's kind of a funny lead. We got to give David Roder, David Roder, old pal from the Sun Times. Ah, what? <laughs> What's going on? Uh, great job, David Roder uh, and Tina Svandelis. Uh, so here's the lead. Supporters of a new plan to subsidize a proposed Arlington Heights Stadium for the Bears are drawing up a play. Get that deep? Drawing oh up my, a play. That's good. That is so far missing a quarterback in Springfield. Get it deep? Football puns. And it's followed up with this sentence. In fact, most of its backers are still in the huddle. Football right. pun. <laughs> Two's cool. Three, maybe too many. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, good story. I urge everybody to read it, but nobody will come forward. And it's hilarious. The people who do come forward who are not um, uh, like put literally putting their name on the bill. One is the uh, head of the Illinois Chamber of Commerce, and he's fighting back against the characterization that is this is, quote unquote, a bears bailout. End of quote. OK, if you say so, pal. Uh, and then they have a state rep, Mark Walker from Arlington Heights. And he said he's reviewed the latest proposal and has a lot of questions. OK, uh, quote, I wouldn't call it a subsidy. That's what I wouldn't go. What else is it? What they're going to do, what pilot stands for is pro payment in lieu of taxes. So instead of paying their property taxes, what? They get to spend the money on themselves. If that's not a subsidy, I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? It's like um, they know that if they call it a handout, there will be opposition. If they call it a subsidy, it'll be opposition. If they call it a bailout, It'll be opposition. So you watch before all is said and done, they'll call it an investment, an investment in the future of Arlington Heights in the state of Illinois. And they also, uh, the dude from the uh, Chamber of Commerce played the St. Louis card, D. And that card is, you know, if you don't take care of the bears, if you don't give them some money, if you don't fork over uh, some do-re-mi, they're just going to pack up and move to St. Louis. How does that sound? The St. Louis bears. <laughs> Go move. Okay. Just go already. Stop crying. <laughs> we need money. We're broke. Anyway, pilot. I want a pilot. Payment in lieu. Payment in lieu of taxes. I want a pilot. Yeah. Anyway, without further ado, I'm turning things over to the man amid the ledge of the pride of Joy Walton, Illinois. He's ready to root, root, root for those St. Louis Bears. Oh, God, no. He <laughs> used to be a Cardinal fan. The St. Louis Cardinals, ladies and gentlemen, they used to play in St. Louis. And before that, they played in Chicago. Think about that. Whoa. Just blew all of your minds. Then, oh. uh, then the Rams came from, they came to St. Louis. That was more of my time, the St. Louis Rams. Oh, that's right. You're way too young. You don't even remember the St. Louis Cardinals. I, I was I was young. I remember it, but I just don't like I'm like, I didn't know what football was. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. Let's play some football. You're right. I forgot. the. How can I forget the St. Louis Cardinals? They made it to the Super Bowl. And uh, now they are the Arizona. Uh, excuse me. The, the St. Louis Rams. They did not make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, they won the Super Bowl, dude. Uh, hello. With Marshall okay. Falk, Kurt Warner. Was Marshall Falk in that team? Hell yeah, brother. Isaac Bruce. Wait. Um, let me, <laughs> we'll just edit this out. St. Louis Rams, man. The greatest show on turf. 
How's it going, everybody? Let's find out what happened in Chicago and or Illinois this week. Look, uh, it was uh, poorly decided. Actually, actually, uh, it will JB, be overturned. I'm Mr. very Governor, confident of that. Uh, there are other cases. Hey, you know, there's JB. a federal route for Governor. these cases. Hey, <laughs> JV, sadly, sorry. We have no statewide news today. So, again, <laughs> you are not on this week's show. I love you, too. <laughs> By the way, D, I don't know if this is one of your stories that we want to talk about, our great pre-show planning. Uh, but did you see that JB waded into Chicago politics? He had like, I think he endorsed 20 different aldermen. Oh. I don't know if it was exactly 20, but he, he endorsed a, a bunch of different aldermen. I'm not sure that was a good decision, Governor Pritzker. Although, who am I to say? You just won re-election, and I've never yeah, won anything. Yeah, he wins a lot of things. <laughs> so um, He's won yeah, a lot in should. life, you know what I mean? I, I would... I would go with I don't point. know. You got to get into the Chicago politics. It's, it's tough going. You know, you endorse somebody, the, the person you don't endorse is not going to like you. Just saying, J.B. Pritzker. But yeah, he uh, waded in the water, to quote uh, Herbie Hancock. A 2023 Chicago mayoral candidate update. Yes, we are again giving all of our time and attention to the Chicago mayor's race, which, by the way, 32 days away, Ben. You're very excited, aren't you? Yes, 32. (laughs) Yes, we are 32 days away from the election, and there are nine candidates running in the Chicago mayoral race. Now, Ben, last time I think you named seven. This week, we're going to find out if you can name all nine. 30 seconds on the clock. Let's go. Name all nine. Gam Buckner, J. Maul Green, Sophia King, Willie Wilson, uh, Chewy Garcia, Lori Lightfoot, Paul Vallis, uh, Brandon Johnson, and have I said all nine? You're at eight. No, I'm not. I said all nine, didn't I? Did I say Chewy? No, I'm forgetting people I said. What? I don't know. Oh, my God. You failed again. Wait, who didn't I say? I have no clue. Oh, I said, Will, did I say Willie Wilson? I don't know. We'll I'm repeating myself. We'll have to run the tape back. We'll have to run the tape back. Kurt Warner. Isaac Bruce. I was doing it like I had a picture in my mind of that forum where two of the candidates didn't attend. By the way, you know how much trash talking I'm getting from various friends of mine? Because when I was the moderator of the forum, the mayoral forum in 38th Ward, uh, Lori Lightfoot and Chewie Garcia didn't show up. They've been showing up to every single one since then, Dave. And everybody's like, oh, bet. They didn't show up to yours because they hate you. I'm like, well, you know, it's kind of a compliment. Yeah, it is. I would look at that as like a compliment as well, my man. (laughs) You know what I mean? Kind of a compliment. Uh, uh, Well, stay away from that guy. All right, now we're back at it. We begin (laughs) with the latest Chicago mayoral poll released this week. Hey, Ben, you smell something? Yeah. (laughs) An an internal party polling conducted by Mayor Lori Lightfoot's campaign. Ah, there's that smell. Another mayoral poll full of crap. (laughs) And guys, you aren't going to believe this. But according to a poll conducted by Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot herself, Mayor Lori Lightfoot is leading the pack of mayoral candidates for the February 28th municipal election. My God, how the world works. The poll also shows Paul Vallis, the former Chicago Public Schools CEO, moving to the second place spot ahead of Congressman Jesus Chewy Garcia. Lightfoot told reporters Monday, the new poll is consistent with... This is crazy. Mike, when worlds collide, the new poll is consistent with what we've seen with me in the lead. Lightfoot added, I would love to have Paul Vallis as my runoff challenge. That's 
an ideal matchup. What a coincidence. Yeah. The survey of 800 likely voters was conducted January 18th through 22nd by GBAO's Jason McGrath. We've had him on the show before, right? Yes, we yes we did. Yeah. Early on in the Lori Lightfoot uh, days, when Lori Lightfoot people would come on the show. <laughs> According to the results, Lightfoot leads with 25% to Vallis's 22% and Garcia's 18%. Willie Wilson, who's coming up, he's the, he's our closer for today, at eleven percent. Brandon Johnson at nine percent. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so I want to um, give a shout out to Mark Sims with what I'm about to say. For a while there, I thought I would just steal his line and not give him any credit, but then I thought, no, that would not be correct. So I was having a conversation with Mark uh, before today's show, uh, and. Uh, he said, uh, did you see the latest poll uh, by Lori Lightfoot? Uh, and I go, yeah, there's so many polls. They're all misleading. I don't know which one to believe. Uh, and he goes, well, I believe Lori Lightfoot's poll because, as everybody knows, she has the biggest poll in Chicago. That's really funny. Whoa, Mark Sims. And, you know, D, I'm a little embarrassed. There was like a split second, like maybe a second, one second and a half maybe, where I didn't get the joke. And there was a pause. And then it was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> I'm a little slow on the take sometimes. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, let's deal with the poll gate, all right? Uh, first of all, uh, this is now a strategy, uh, apparently, in elections across the board. I think uh, Republicans kind of, once again, way ahead of Democrats. Democrats are so clueless, but Republicans are like way ahead of them when it comes to cheating and dirty pe dealing. And then the Dems learn. Uh, from the Republicans. And then they usually use those tactics against other Democrats. Like they haven't figured out how to use them against Republicans. Wait a minute. We could do dirty tactics against Republicans as well as doing it against lefty Democrats. Boom, mind blown. So anyway, uh, the, the tactic is to come up with some poll results that make it seem like you're ahead uh, and uh, that fires up your supporters, supposedly, uh, and demoralizes your opponents. They're like, oh, we can't win. We're losing. Uh. <laughs> Which is generally how uh, Democrats try to fire up their liberal voter. You know, you're losing again. You're behind. Even like when they're way ahead, like in the Senate race in Colorado and the Senate race in state of Washington, the Democrats were ahead. The Republican polls showed the Republicans were closing the gap. The New York Times, of course, oh, my God, it's really close. And then liberals were like sending checks to the Democratic Senate machine. So I guess that's the overall Democratic strategy of soaking uh, their uh, donors. So now they're doing this here in Chicago. I, I presume I do not know this for fact because no mayoral candidate would allow anybody like me remotely near uh, the inner workings. Uh, but they have like two sets, D, like two sets of books. You know what I'm saying? Two, the real poll, which tells them like what's going on in the city and how they should respond. Uh, and then the poll that they throw out to the media, which are just dutifully reporting. Yeah, yeah, raw meat. Uh, live at seven, the latest poll. Uh, and uh, so I, I would guess they have the two polls. Uh, but this, can I give Lori Life for credit? Can I give Lori Life for credit here? I mean, you do I, it quite a bit, actually. So go ahead, do it again. Yeah, I got to give her credit. I mean, I'm not saying that she's like a really honest person or a good mayor or she made good on her words to be a good lefty. No, or progressive, excuse me. She would never call herself a lefty. Uh, no, of course not. She's none of those things. But this is kind of a skillful maneuver because clearly she has figured out that her best bet 
uh, to be reelected is to make the runoff and face off against Paul Vallis. Because Paul Vallis is essentially the MAGA mayor in the city of Chicago. MAGA loves Paul Vallis. Uh, and uh, he, you know, is supported by the Fraternal Order of Police and Johnny Catanzara. And so uh, he's MAGA's man in Chicago. As such, he's guaranteed 15% of the vote. So he's a good bet to make the runoff. If he makes the runoff, uh, then Lori Lightfoot can uh, run against MAGA. And you know what, D? That is a pretty sound strategy in the city of Chicago. MAGA is not popular in the city of Chicago. Now, what she may be overlooking and follow me, ladies and gentlemen, when I take this deep dive is what Dennis calls the Conway vote. Yes, the Conway vote. Named for Bill the Bro. Bill oh. Conway. <laughs> Remember MD? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bill the Bro Conway. And that was Dennis's nickname. Bill God. the Bro. What's your plan for the city? Well, I tell you what, I'm going to chug about three Red Bulls and uh, I think we'll just figure it out, man. You know what I mean? Up top. He was the broiest <laughs> candidate I've ever seen. Uh, he ran out of, came out of nowhere, uh, financed by his family fortune, I guess. And he ran against Kim Fox as a tough one, law and order prosecutor. And uh, tell you what I'm going to do, man. I'm going to just close down my Robin Hood account. All that money is going to go to the city of Chicago, bro. <laughs> Slam a few Red Bulls after that, and we'll figure it out, man, up top, right? Going to sell some of the crypto and finance. <laughs> Better sell it fast because it's plummeting. Anyway, so uh, Bill, but what Bill Bro, Bill Bro did against Kim Fox, uh, he sort of like articulated the concerns of like Gold Coast Chicago. You know, it used to be called the Lakefront Liberals, but there really are no liberals that live there anymore. They may be like believe in a woman's right to choose or they may believe in gay rights. But, you know, after that, they don't like unions. They don't like taxes. They don't like helping poor people. You know, I did it, even though that none of them did it on their own. You know what I'm saying? Dude? Um, and so they kind of like are conservative. They're basically Mitt Romney types. But they kind of like, as a part of them, they kind of likes that mad rhetoric a little bit. You know, get tough. Uh, and they you, they conceivably could vote for Willie Wilson, uh, who is really, we'll get into this in a little while, uh, is also going courting the MAGA vote. But nah, they're not going to vote for Willie Wilson. Paul Vallis, uh is their guy, I think. And it's going to be dangerous, Lori Lightfoot, because that's kind of like your base. Those are the people that liked you back in uh, 2019 when you ran against Tony Preckwinkle uh, in the runoff. So, it, it, you know, I would say that Paul Vallis is her best shot because she could blanket him with the MAGA designation. But then, D, what if, what if the Gold Coast liberals, not really liberals, <laughs> really, let's just call them uh, the Conway voter, what if the Conway voter really likes MAGA? You get what I was saying? Yeah, abortion yeah. thing. You know like, what I mean? Except for the abortion thing. Like, okay? like closeted MAGA. Yeah. They're just closeted MAGA. Deeply closeted MAGA. Deeply closeted MAGA, but ready to express it <laughs> from the confines of the voting booth where nobody could see them. You know, T? It could be a little more of a precarious situation. The Lori Lightfoot is acknowledging that Conway vote, build a bro, could come back to haunt her. So that's why I believe uh, she is positioning herself and Paul Vallis as one, two, uh, because then that would tell, uh, you know, all the liberals in Chicago who supposedly don't like MAGA. Oh, my God, I'm going to vote for Lori because I hate MAGA. But here's the, one last time. What if those liberals are closeted MAGA? Ooh. You're freaking me out, dude. Stop it.
No, but for real, like anybody who's like maybe got a job interview and uh, they're trying to get the job, maybe take some notes here. Put out a poll, right? And then uh, when you go for the interview, they're like, well, what makes you qualify for the job? Well, actually, I put a poll out, uh, and it says that I'm the number one person for this job. So, I mean, I got the job, right? It's mine. Yeah. And as Mark Sims likes to say, I have the biggest poll in Chicago. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Lightfoot's campaign also saw more than $300,000 in political donations to her campaign after this poll showed her leading. <laughs> See how that works? I'm telling you, man. Oh, oh God. <laughs> The carpenter. You're, you're kidding. Yeah, 300 grand right after this poll was released. Yeah, yeah. It took the bait here. The Carpenters Union donated $150,000, and Chicago area CEO John S. Frank gave another $150,000. Oh, well, maybe they, it was all choreographed. I don't know. I thought, I thought it meant it was like a Trump thing, you know, like when uh, the feds raided Mar a Lago. Uh, and he sent out this letter. They're coming after me. Give me money. <laughs> Mag is like throwing him money. So I thought it was something like that. But no, this seems a little different. I think they were working on these contributions before they came out with their official poll. <laughs> now to something I'm sure the mayor won't be conducting a poll on. The time she tried to bribe Chicago high school students with college credit if they help her campaign for re-election. According to WTTW, the Chicago Board of Ethics voted unanimously Monday to ask both the Chicago Inspector General and the Chicago Public Schools Inspector General to probe whether Mayor Lightfoot's campaign violated the city's government ethics ordinance. Ooh, boy. The call comes after the Lightfoot campaign sent emails to CPS teachers and City Colleges of Chicago faculty seeking student volunteers to help her win re-election in return for credit. The discussion that led to the vote by the members of the Chicago Board of Ethics took place in a closed session, and the board's action did not name Lightfoot in keeping with the board's rules. Yes. So um, I always love pointing out how curious it is that a city that is known for being unethical and corrupt would have a Chicago Board of Ethics. Clearly, they're not really doing a great job of keeping Chicago ethically sound. Uh, and uh, so, Lori, like, wow. This was one of my favorite topics. I'm a little disappointed that it's just died. D. You know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of vanished really fast. Lori Lightfoot gave an apology and said, I didn't do it. It was oh, some other thank person. God. And really, uh, here are the questions that you should ask Chicago Board of Ethics. These are the same questions that were pretty much obvious to everybody. Uh, but the, the first story, the first question is, uh, did Lori Lightfoot know about uh, this uh, campaign tactic uh, beforehand? She swears up and down. She didn't know and she didn't learn until after reporters started uh, questioning her. So in other words, it was like some uh, aid campaign aid to Lori life but just decided on her own to do this hmm. Hmm. that doesn't sound like something that the mayor who has the biggest poll in chicago would allow to happen uh and uh number two uh did the board of education the chicago public schools provide the life of campaign with the emails of chicago teachers that is a question i would like to know now there was a story that broke in the paper the other day that's the sound of breaking news, uh, that uh, apparently uh, there was an exchange between some officials with the uh, Board of Education uh, and uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot's campaign uh, in which the officials said this is uh, inappropriate behavior. Uh, so this is in the aftermath of the story breaking that this uh, exchange occurred. Well, now I really want to know. <laughs> 
is it like the board of ed is doing two things on one hand, giving the uh, emails to uh, addresses to Lori Lightfoot's campaign and then saying this is wrong. This would be wrong if we were to do this. Uh, and then finally, the very curious um, response of the Lori Lightfoot campaign, where first they said there was nothing wrong with it when WTTW came a call and they, they said, oh, there's nothing wrong with this. Happens all the time. This is a, getting students to get involved in civics. And um, uh, and so and then, of course, they evolved into the denunciation and the claim that it would never happen. So uh, I would um, I really want to hear uh, the uh, I want to hear the, the end of this and I see investigation and a fourth possibility. D, I don't know if you saw this in the Sun Times or you probably uh, admit missed it and wouldn't have mattered to you anyway. The aide quoted uh, in the Sun Times story uh, at the Board of Ed is named Chuck Swirsky. And as every Bulls fan can tell you, Chuck Swirsky is the name of the, the radio play-by-play announcer for the Bulls. I need to know, is Chuck Swirsky moonlighting at the Board of Education? I need answers. Is Chuck moonlighting at the Board of Education? We will find out. I'm going to get to the bottom of this, Ben. <laughs> uh, I love Chuck Swirsky. By the way, congratulations to Chuck Swirsky. Uh, not the guy at the board of ed, but the bulls radio announcer. I think it's, he just celebrated his 2000th game. D think about that. That's a lot of games to broadcast. Chuck Swirsky. Oh, you're here. so jealous. You're so jealous. <laughs> eh, maybe a little. He'd jealous. love to do that. Right. Uh, I don't know if I could do it. I mean, that being a radio, have you ever tried doing just like make believe basketball play by play? Oh, dude, dude I've done, I've done basketball play by play, like maybe two or three times. It's really hard. Like it's, it's fast. Hard. It's fast. Like yeah. you get one thought completed and then like two other plays just happen. It's like, well, that's old news. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, I don't, I mean, I may want to do that, but I don't believe I have the skills to do that. So nothing but love for Chuck Swirsky. Oh, the guy at the bulls. I don't know the guy at the board of it. Now time for this week's mayoral candidate campaign ads. First up, it looks like somebody is finally put out their first campaign ad. I'm Chewy Garcia. That's right. We've been waiting a while, but the wait is finally over. Congressman, now mayoral candidate, Jesus Chewy Garcia, has released his first official campaign ad. And as soon as he released it, well, he had to take it down. Turns out you can't have uniformed police officers in campaign ads for political candidates. CPD rules, ma'am. So... <laughs> Team Chewy went back to the edit room, took that part out, and the ad dropped this week. Here is the latest ad from Chewy Garcia with less uniformed police officers titled Home. This has always been home, but like many Chicago neighborhoods, too many nights we hear gunshots and face the reality of rising crime. I'm Chewy Garcia, and enough is enough. It's time to get back to a safer Chicago now by getting more cops on our streets and illegal guns off of them, expanding community-based violence prevention programs, and tackling the root causes of crime by investing in left-behind neighborhoods. Because getting back to a safer Chicago can't wait. So the discussion of crime by the mayoral candidates, I, uh, it's like, with the exception of Brandon Johnson, pretty much all of them are reading from the same playbook right now, with the exception of Brandon Johnson. And uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot later came out uh, with a critique of the, the Jesus Garcia ad where she pointed out the similarities in the language to previous statements she had made, a previous ad she had made. And she showed how uh, there was vastly similar uh, with what Chewy Garcia was saying, to which I said, duh. 
<laughs> uh, more police, more police, more police. We need more police. Uh, so, uh, listen. In 2020, the lefties of this country, uh, briefly, uh, in the wake of George Floyd's murder and the unrest that followed, the rioting that followed, the civil disobedience that followed, the protests, legitimate protests that followed, began calling to, for, to defund the police. It was one of the most what, unwise choice of words that they could possibly come up with. Uh, I said that at the time, I remember having debates with many lefties who came on the show. Uh, it was good debates, I thought, in the 2020. They pushed back, I pushed back, et cetera, and so forth. Uh, in the months that have followed, uh, the internal polling that uh, all candidates do has pretty much shown that it is defund the police is hugely unpopular, to put it mildly. And so the Democratic Party, by and large, is sprinted away uh, from that phrase. Uh, so when Chewy Garcia announces his campaign, he realizes that in the minds of many Chicagoans, he's associated with Bernie Sanders and the Bernie Sanders wing of the Democratic Party because Bernie Sanders endorsed him. Duh! Uh, in uh, 2015 in Rom, and then when he ran for Congress, uh, and then they were part of joint endorsements for Jonathan Jackson and Delhi Ramirez, et cetera, and so forth. So he needs to distinguish himself from anybody who has ever said defund the police. So what does he say? He goes, we need more cops on the streets. And that's just his way of saying, I'm not a defund the police here. I'm not a radical leftist. I'm not like one of those people here in the Ben Jarofsky show. I'm cut from different cloth, more cops, more cops. And actually he called for more cops in 2015 in the midst of Bernie Sanders endorsement. The world was so much different in 2015 when Chuy Garcia ran against Rahm Emanuel. But Chuy Garcia called for more cops. Uh, as in Rahm, by the way, when he ran in 2011, he said he was going to spend TIF money on it. What a joke. Anyway, so the re that's the reality, D. Uh, he just needs to get to that runoff he cannot allow himself, this is how he views the world, uh, to be seen as a defund the copper. <laughs> defund the copper. I just came up with that. Oh, that's like old old man stuff there. Defund the defund copper. The copper. <laughs> he can't be known as that kind of guy. And you remember, I love remem remembering this one, when Arnie Duncan was thinking of running, Lori Lightfoot said, oh, he's a defund the copper. Boom, out of the race he ran. <laughs> I can never win now. So uh, that's what's going on, D. They're all reading from the same <laughs> script because that's the, accept that's, that's the accepted script right now in Democratic politics. You cannot be viewed as someone who wants to defund the police. That is a losing proposition. That is sort of the equivalent of saying you want to cut Social Security. And so the Democrats, most Democrats, are going to run, run, run. Run, run away. Woo! That's a song. Somebody sang that song in the 70s. Run, <laughs> run, 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 run away. Sorry, T. I don't know. Um, I think that's a David Byrne and Talking Heads song. Some of you baby boomers out there, help me out, okay? 
so yeah, that's what's going on. That's uh, and uh, I'm not surprised because, like I said, uh, Chewy Garcia. It's always been kind of like, how do I put? This? I never really bought into the Chewy as the leftist. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember Chewy when he was coming up. He's an interesting guy, Chewy Garcia. He's kind of uh, had several evolutions, politically speaking. And uh, right now he's doing an evolution away from <laughs> uh, defund the police. Wants nothing to do with even the remotest idea of that concept. Uh, Psycho Killer, I think, is the name of the song you're talking How'd about. How'd you know that? Like, I'm on the internet, dude. Did you type in run, run away? And then yeah. he type And I put David Byrne and it says, yeah, talking heads, psycho killer. psycho killer. I like there was a movie. I saw the movie in the 80s uh, where uh, Jonathan Demme movie and he sang that song. And Bernie Worrell was on the keyboards. Yes. Uh-oh. 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 Copyright. Copyright. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Please, David Byrne, don't send a cease and desist letter. We're a humble little podcast. I'm in my attic. He's in his closet. Don't send a cease and desist letter. That was like 15, 20 seconds. Hopefully, we're, we're good there. All right. More mayoral campaign ads. That was a good song. Your version yeah. was awful. That was that was actually like, whoa, you that's, know what? that's a good song. Did you know it from what my version? Absolutely was not. One? Absolutely <laughs> not. I mean, I had to look it up for Christ's sake. All yeah, right. More mayoral campaign ads. Mayor Lightfoot has a brand new ad out. And sadly, no, it's not another Oscar and Felix commercial. Oh, darn. I'm afraid that series may be discontinued. I'm not sure. Has Lightfoot done anything? Give it the mess she was dealt. I liked it. I miss it. Ah, <laughs> I know what we'll do. We'll take two people who act like dimwits, and they'll sort of speak for all of Chicago. Good idea. Wow, we got off the phone. Ben and Dennis won't do it. All right, what about Felix and Oscar? <laughs> yeah, Ben and Dennis. She was cool during COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah? That's you. That's you. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Uh, no, the Lightfoot campaign is playing more defense these days. So less ads about how cool she was during COVID and more really lasering in on Chewy Garcia and his connection to crypto king Sam Bankman-Fried and former longtime House Speaker Mike Madigan. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which, by the way, before we hear that ad, according to a Chicago Tribune scoop, Chewy Garcia is mentioned in a recorded phone conversation between Madigan and aide charged in federal court for an alleged scheme related to the utility company Comet. Oh, my God. Wait, let's bring it back in. Oh, boy. Ben, your thoughts. Well, I have so many thoughts uh, on this issue. Uh, I think it's really, listen, it's politics, so it doesn't matter if it's unfair, but I think it's really unfair uh, on both fronts. And, uh, I think that uh, Samuel Bank- Bankman-Fried uh, is as tied to Lori Lightfoot as he is to Chewy Garcia. Uh, yes, I think it was his brother's uh, uh, outfit gave money to Chewy Garcia uh, as part of their effort to build alliances all over uh, the political spectrum. They're also given to Republicans. Uh, but uh, And Chewy Lightfoot. Uh, Chewy Lightfoot. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> That's like a cool band name. Chewy Oh, my God. Chewy Lightfoot live. <laughs> it's a hard rocking band. 
Uh, Chewy Garcia has uh, returned the money, or did he give it? No, I don't know if he returned. I think he gave it to uh, Cherry. Uh, the point is, he's distanced himself from the money. But Lori Lightfoot invited Samuel Bankman Fried's company to Chicago to teach financial literacy classes. Hello, that's different. That's different. <laughs> yeah, it is different. On one hand, you're saying, hey, learn from a scammer. And the other hand, you're saying, hey, can I have some of your money, scammer? Although <laughs> Chewy Garcia would say he never actually asked for the money. They just gave it to him. So I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, residents of the city of Chicago, you have to decide for yourself, as I've said in columns and on this mic before, which, in your humble opinion, is worse, accepting campaign contributions from the scammer or asking the scammer to teach Chicagoans financial literacy techniques? I would say, and I'm just weighing in, just like as an ethicist in the city of Chicago, that it's worse to invite the scammer to Chicago. Just saying, D. It's, yeah. I believe it's worse to invite. Hey, I think this is a good idea. Let's this crypto guy, uh, crypto. Even the name is a little <laughs> shady, you know. Crypto, uh, it's like underground economy. Uh, that, crypto. You, know, you better buy early because the rest of you guys are going to get screwed. Uh, that, you know, I would say that's a little more questionable, but you know, again, Lori Lightfoot thinks it's just a, most Chicagoans, this is, they're not going to follow this state. Only 35% of the people in the city of Chicago vote. And I would think of that 35 at best half, even know that Lori Lightfoot, um, invited, uh, a Samuel Bankrupt Fries company to Chicago to teach literary <laughs> financing techniques to the people of Chicago. We, I only know it. Thanks to Manny Ramos. Great reporter came on the show. We talked about it. I read his article in the sun times and immediately invited him on. He did the deep dive. So that's how I know it. And I'm a news junkie. I only know it cause I read about it in the sun times. So I would say that the Lori like, this is the strategist, the Lori Lightfoot yeah. campaign. Boss, no one knows his stuff except those people who listen to that hippie in the attic. Don't worry about that. We got it. Most Chicagoans were, oh, it's awful. The crypto guy. Oh, I'm a Chicagoan. Oh. Well, so, we've heard from the hippie in the attic. Well, the weirdo in the closet, if I were. <laughs> weirdo. <laughs> but I would, I would tell the Chewy Garcia campaign, like, hey, like, just say, yeah, guys, that's called winning. I'm likable and I win. People want to give me money. Uh, well, great advice, weirdo on the closet. Uh, <laughs> I could see the, uh, Chewy Garcia. We're gonna uh, a Chewy Garcia person is coming on the show. I cut a deal, so I'll ask uh, the Chewy Garcia person. Like, guys, uh, I'm likable. Sorry, weirdo on the closet suggestion. Hey, right, I'm like, call me Dennis. Can you call me Dennis? Please? <laughs> I don't like weirdo in the closet. Uh, but anyway, so I, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think that. Uh, I actually think that if when I compare the two uh, quote unquote offenses, the Lightfoot administration offense is worse, in my humble opinion. Now, Garcia is not accused of wrongdoing. He doesn't know anything about the case. They say Garcia hasn't been interviewed by the feds and that any link to the corruption trial is simply a phony attack by opponents. All right. Now let's hear the latest chewy bad ad from Chicago <laughs> Mayor Lori Lightfoot. It's titled Never Go Back. 
Chewy Garcia cozies up to crypto crooks, indicted politicians, and now his name has surfaced in the Madigan ComEd federal corruption investigation. He'd take us back to the bad old days, a rigged system that only works for the connected and the corrupt. Mayor Lightfoot's taking on the rigged corrupt system. She's spending more on public safety than any mayor ever, making housing affordable and putting billions into long neglected neighborhoods. Mayor Lightfoot's delivering, so we never go back. Did they say she's putting billions, as in B, into long-neglected neighborhood? Billions? Than any mayor ever, making housing affordable and putting billions into long-neglected neighborhoods. Uh, well, you know, I thought about it, and I guess uh, with the um, uh, with the red line extension, you might get up to a billion uh, in neighborhoods that are neglected. But uh, once again, Chicagoans, don't be dumb. Uh, the single greatest... Uh, Economic development program is the TIF program, and that is weighted to favor uh, well-to-do neighborhoods. That's a flaw in the program that no mayoral candidate uh, is in any hurry to address because it's money, money, money that comes into them and they get to control it. <laughs> so it's never going to change. Uh, and it, well, it won't change anytime soon. Uh, so as long as that's happening, billions will not be going in neglected areas. Those areas will continue to be neglected, and the areas that have been getting the money will continue to be unneglected. Is that a word? Unneglected? Uh, and uh, so what a joke that is. Uh, you know, Deke, may I just say something here about Michael Joseph Madigan once again, showing the contrarian in me. And when everybody goes one way, I go the other. You know, it's funny. I never heard you complain about Michael Joseph Madigan when he was the man, when he was calling the shots. <laughs> okay. He was chairman of the Democratic Party. I never heard Lori Lightfoot standing up to Michael Joseph Madigan. Lori Lightfoot worked in the Daly administration. Hello, talk about corruption, Richard M. Daly. So I don't know why this, like now it's safe for even Democrats in Chicago to blast Michael Joseph Madigan. Like, where were you when I needed you? Isn't that a song, D? Where were you when I needed well, I you? Checked, but I think we've reached our song limit there on the oh, show. <laughs> you're right. Don't look it up. Uh, you won't even want to know that song. It's a horrible song. I think the only person listening right now who knows that song is Ken Davis. I see you, Kenny D. So I just, I don't know. It's hard. You know, it's like everyone denouncing Ed Burke these days. Where were you? They were lining up. Oh, what a great guy he is, Ed Burke. You're all guys part of the same team, that Daily team. Burke, Madigan, Daly, Lightfoot. You're all part of that team back in the day. So stop acting like you're in the front lines against Michael Joseph Madigan. And by the way, D, here I am, wavering. Yeah, Michael Madigan uh, symbolizes pretty much everything that's wrong with how we do politics in the city of Chicago. I agree with that point. But I always say this, for whatever reason, uh, when uh, Bruce Rauner got elected governor, he took a stand uh, on behalf of unions and collective bargaining rights. And I didn't see... Rahm Emanuel taking that stand, and I didn't see John Cullerton taking that stand, and I didn't see Lori Lightfoot taking that stand. In fact, I don't see any of these candidates taking that stand. I guess Brandon Johnson, uh, but he was uh, he was working for the CTU, so he took the stand, I guess. But stop rewriting history. You know, y'all, you're all doing it. You're all allies of Michael Madian, not just Chewy Garcia. He was the House Speaker. He ran the show in this state. He bowed down to him. Stop pretending like you were all on the outside demanding that he give up his property tax business while writing property tax laws 
which is such a blatant conflict of interest. The whole property tax system is a scam. You wonder why gentrification is rampaging through Pilsen. You finally woke up and learned that there's a connection, a correlation between property taxes and gentrification. Well, you can thank Michael Joseph Madigan for that and John Cullerton for that. But I didn't hear any of them protesting D back in hmm, 1992, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I didn't hear any of them. Michael Madigan was the powerful speaker of the house and the chair of the democratic party. And you did what he said. So now everyone's, everyone's against Michael Madigan. Now I see D when everybody's against somebody, I kind of go the other way, you know, Hey, he wasn't such a bad guy. <laughs> That's why I was waiting for you to go MAGA for like three years. <laughs> ah, <laughs> although it, you know, you know, if I can, if I may, um, kind of having a reaction like that, kind of with like all the Republicans, there's a story in the New York times today, which I'll probably be talking about with David Ferris about how the Republican leaders, of the Republican party are turning on Trump. Oh, Donald, could you not uh, run for president again? I'm like, Oh, look at you in grades. Oh, <laughs> you were stroking his thing all those years. And now suddenly you're turning on him. Isn't that interesting? So there's a part of me, D, that is kind of, kind of heading in that direction. Right. And in that, ad, in that ad, they were talking about the bad old days, what, like a year and a half, two years ago? <laughs> oh, the bad old days. Yeah, right. <laughs> like everything's uh, completely changed since then, huh? Yeah, oh, interesting. Oh Whoa, interesting. I, Lori Lightfoot was a part of the daily operation back in the day. And I'll tell you what. Richard M. Daly's regime, Chicago, and I know you voted for him, you'd still be voting for him, was one of the most corrupt in a city that is corrupt. Hired truck, ever heard of it? So this notion that uh, somehow or other, you know, there was corruption uh, only under Michael Madigan, only under people who are officially indicted, uh, and uh, that uh, it's now over. The bad old days. Yeah, the bad old days. That's a little far fetched, but I'm sure there's some Chicagoans who fall for it. I'm sure there will be. Ben, it's time to check out this week's mayoral candidate campaign ad cash flow. Oh, yeah. Oh, rolling in the dough. Candidate Paul Vallis spent $300,000 on ad buys this week. Mayor Lightfoot spent $255,200 on ads this week. The Bulldog, Brandon Johnson. That's my nickname for him now. The Bulldog, after last week's debate. Brandon Johnson spent $255,000. And we do have the latest ad from Brandon Johnson. Let's go ahead and hear that. For Mayor, Brandon Johnson is better. Others talk. Brandon gets it done. Millions invested in communities for violence prevention. Affordable health care for 40,000 residents. We need new leadership to get Chicago moving forward. Pass the law to ban housing discrimination. Teachers, public service workers, home health care and child care providers across Chicago endorse Brandon Johnson for mayor. Because Brandon has what it takes to move Chicago forward. Brandon is better. Brandon is better. That's pretty good. Who came up with that one? I don't know. Stacey Davis Gates, did you come up with that one? <laughs> Notice there was no uh, mention in that commercial about we will hire more cops. Right, right. <laughs> He's by guys. You know, uh, I had this conversation with Monroe Anderson. Monroe's a little slow to uh, like follow Brandon Johnson. Uh, I had this conversation. He goes, everybody's calling more for more cops. I go, well, Brandon Johnson's not. 
And I kept saying that to him over. Well, Brandon Johnson's not. So, you know, it's kind of a, I mean, if you're going against uh, the tide that much, it's kind of scary when you get in a general election. But to get to that general election, you got to find your lane. You got to get your base. I had this conversation with McDumkey the other day. That could get him to the to the general D and then worry about, you know, fine tuning that message uh, when it's the entire city of voting for just uh, two candidates. But uh, you at very there state ev- state evidence. A, ladies and gentlemen, no, I'm going to hire more cops in that commercial. Yeah, it seems like there's a lane just opening up, clearing up and Brandon Johnson's taking it. Yeah, it's called the lefty lane. It's the left lane. All right. And uh, I don't know. Listen, I always say this. If any, I don't know how many people there are like me in the city of Chicago. I assume there's not a lot. But, uh, you know, how much did Bernie get in the primary against Hillary Clinton? You know what I mean? The uh, out of Chicago. So there's more of us out here than people assume. That's what I'm saying. So there may be enough of us out here to get Brandon Johnson uh, into the runoff. But that is like, ooh, nervous. <laughs> there are more cops. Watch, suddenly, if he makes a runoff, I've changed. Hire more cops. And I will say, uh, music selection, very good in that ad. <laughs> I really like that song. That was cool. Very upbeat, very positive. It seemed like all these other candidates zigged. The Bulldogs zagged. <laughs> Brandon Johnson's different. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the only he's got nice music and he's not saying hire more cops. <laughs> All right, on to more candidate campaign ad cash spending this week. Brandon Johnson, $255,000 for a damn fine ad, if you ask me. <laughs> ad of the week. Candidate Willie Wilson spent $195,591 on ads. Dude, I got to say, you got to make your ads a little easier to find online. I tried looking for this thing. I couldn't find it anywhere. Willie Wilson, get on that. And Chewy Garcia spent $167,304 on ads this week, according to numbers pulled from media buys. Wow, 167, and uh, it'll probably keep continue to go up uh, because Chewy Garcia uh, really does need to get on on TBD. And you know what? I, I coming from me, this I know this sounds it sounds uh, inconsistent, but I was at the bowling alley. Okay, follow me where I'm going. This okay. And I'm talking with guys who are mainly sports fans, don't really follow sports. Uh, excuse me, don't really follow politics. Uh, and um, one week, none of them had heard of Brandon Johnson. A couple weeks later, Brandon had aired a few ads. Oh, suddenly, oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> you know, And it was kind of funny to me, I mean, because I'm obsessed with politics and Brandon Johnson has been in my universe for years. I've been aware, well, I met the guy a long time ago when he was working in New City Y, but uh, I remember him when he was an activist for the Chicago, an organizer for the Chicago Teachers Union, and I had seen him at various events, and I remember seeing him in 2012, I want to say. He was the MC uh, at a meeting at uh, uh, University of Illinois where they were holding, the lefties were holding um, various public officials accountable, and he had tremendous presence on the mic. And I went, damn! This guy's got a future. Uh, 
And um, so he's been in my universe, you know, then every now and then it's come down to reality, right? D? It's like very, very few people follow politics as closely as I do. So just quote unquote to quote Greg Pratt, normal Chicagoans, uh, regular Chicagoans uh, at, the, at the bowling alley never even heard of Brandon Johnson. And then he showed up on TV and they go, oh, yeah, that guy. So, you know, I guess it's time that Chewy Garcia put his face on TV so that regular Chicagoans go, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. I think I'll vote for that guy because I saw him on TV. It's only his meaning. I know it's a weird system we have, but it is the system we have. Like I said, go with the strategy. Hey, yeah, that Bankman Freed guy. Yeah, I get money. People like me. I'm likable. I'm like the rest of you people. Come on, take the gloves off, Chewy. Let's go. All right. We are now to the close. Ben, before we close this down, tell everybody what bonus interviews we can expect this weekend. Oh, my goodness. Uh, first of all, speaking of lefties, Byron Sisha Lopez uh, and Lorraine Targos, uh, Byron is, as I said to him when I was interviewing, probably the leftiest lefty in the Chicago City Council. Uh, he's running for re-election in the 25th Ward. Has a lot of interesting things to say about Lori Lightfoot and Chewy Garcia. There's a longtime rivalry between Sixer Lopez and Chewy Garcia, uh, and he lets loose. And Lorraine Targos uh, weighs in. She's an EPA employee, a scientist for the Environmental Protection Agency. Uh, and uh, we take at the end of the interview, we uh, talk some environment and EPA Kind of depressing news, actually, on that front. Uh, the cuts made by Trump and the EPA uh, and Biden has been it's been slow going to uh, replenish the ranks. Uh, so there's that uh, interview. And uh, Mick Dumkey and I had a blast yesterday. Too much fun talking Chicago politics with my old friend Mick Dumkey. Just like like the old days uh, when we were working at the the reader together, doing stories together, and we talked mayor's race and aldermanic races and just the general state of politics in the city of Chicago. Uh, Mick Dumkey was now the Chief investigator, what is the ed editor in charge of investigations at Black Club? So good for Mick. Uh, he got a new gig. And uh, in a little while, I'll interview David Ferris for the deep dive and all the national political news. And I can't wait for that. It's very popular, David Ferris, uh, with our listeners. So great lineup of politic, a political talk uh, coming up over the weekend. Chicago Reader, chicagoreader.com, or wherever else you download your favorite podcasts. All right. It's time for the closer, Ben. The close goes to Chicago mayoral candidate Willie Wilson. Willie's been making the media rounds this week. I have two Willie Wilson interviews to play for all of you. And these interviews really center around a statement Willie Wilson made during last week's Chicago mayoral debate, which, by the way, you can hear our review of that debate chicagoreader.com or wherever else you download your favorite podcast the 2023 chicago mayoral debate and review is a good time right ben absolutely <laughs> so check that out all right now to willie wilson let's go to the statement that willie wilson made at this debate last week on abc7 once again check out that review it's pretty good we'll be tough on crime we'll move all the restriction things from our police officer somebody run chase somebody by foot uh car, that police officer should be able to chase them down and hunt them down like a rabbit. So that was Willie Wilson talking there, uh, the statement he made on Chicago crime in that debate last week. 
Now to the Fox 32 interview. Who interviewed Willie Wilson? Ah, someone not named Mike Flannery. All right, that's. <laughs> yeah, Flannery. Come on, you got to bring Flannery back. Big Flannery fan of the Ben Jarofsky show. So let's hear Willie Wilson on Fox 32 address this question. You have said that if elected mayor, you will take the handcuffs off of police. And I watched you in a recent debate and you sort of surprised me. I'm going to quote you. I'm paraphrasing a little Mm -hmm. bit, but you said, should police find themselves in a foot pursuit? Officers should be able to chase them down and hunt them down like a rabbit. Now, Mayor Lightfoot Mm -hmm. took exception to what you said. Here's what she had to say. She said for a candidate for mayor to say that we ought to take the handcuffs off police and let them hunt down human beings like rabbits is an extraordinary thing. I fully and utterly condemn it. What is your response directly to Lightfoot's criticism of you? Well, let me put it this way. I, I lost a um, 20-year-old son to gun violence, number one. Uh, these particular people committing crime get away and they're still walking around. Next day they go around and rob somebody else or kill someone else. We're going to have to take and make sure that we bring this to, to, to closure. We must be hard on people who commit these crimes. Mayor Lightfoot is sitting back, not doing anything. Police disrespect her. You know, she's been a failure in terms of this whole administration. So I, 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 I say for her that, go ahead. I'm glad you mentioned Omar because we only have a minute left. Oh, how dare you interrupt, Willie? Yeah. Um, wow. Lots to unpack there. And uh, so the reality of what Willie Wilson is saying is not that far from what Lori Lightfoot was saying. I mean, when you get through the heart of the message, which is repeat offenders. And we talked about this a lot over the summer, as I recall, had a whole show on it uh, with Maya Dukmasova at the hideout. We had uh, uh, Judge Tim Timothy Evans, the chief judge of Fort Cook County court system, and talking about the issue of judges letting quote-unquote criminals out uh, and so that they could continue to be criminals. And Mayor Lori Lightfoot voiced opposition to this. Uh, David Brown, her handpicked uh, chief of police, voiced opposition to this. And then uh, Timothy Evans... Uh, countered with statistics that showed they were greatly exaggerating their claims. But there's a notion out there that somehow or other that the uh, crime in Chicago is a result of judges being too lenient uh, and allowing criminals to get back on the street. Now, the numbers don't really support this, but it really doesn't matter if the numbers support it, if it's what people believe. And so I just think it's a little unfair of Lori Lightfoot to suddenly castigate Willie Wilson for saying things in starker terms, if you will, uh, that pretty much were similar themes to what she was articulating not too long ago and would be what she would articulate today if she were in a debate with Brandon Johnson. So you can guarantee that if Brandon Johnson and Lori Lightfoot meet up in a runoff, which is possible, Lori Lightfoot will come down so hard on Brandon Johnson as a defund the coppers, let criminals out in the street so they can rampage, 
your lives, your children, your family will not be safe in Chicago with Brandon Johnson as your mayor. You know she'll be saying that. Now, will she say something as stark as run them down like rabbits? No. I guess this is where we talk about political correctness and knowing what to say and how to couch it in the, in the terms that are acceptable. But the basic theme is the same, D. So I'm not hating on Willie Wilson in this particular moment. He was saying in his own unique way what a lot of people in the city of Chicago have been saying. And when you hear him say it, you realize how cold and callous it sounds. But it's basically the same theme as everybody else. So don't beat up on Willie Wilson for saying something that is pretty much the same as everyone else is saying. So that was Willie Wilson on Fox 32. Where were you, Flannery? Willie Wilson went on the national news this week, and he went on Fox News, and he went on Tucker Carlson tonight. Ben, how familiar are you with Tucker Carlson tonight, by the way? Well, I must confess, D, I've actually never watched it uh, from start to finish, uh, but I've seen dozens and dozens of clips of Tucky. I affectionately call him Tucky. Uh, and um, uh, so I've never, I got to confess, I've never. Have you ever seen it from start to finish? Oh, not start to finish, but I've watched it like the opening and his segments, very short interviews. He just drops them. All right, thanks. Bye. Done. <laughs> Willie Wilson, a candidate for mayor of Chicago, our preferred candidate, an American hero, joins us tonight. Mr. Wilson, thank you so much for coming on. So when you said that police should be able to chase down criminals like rabbits, obviously we cheered. Did you mean that? Well, here's what I meant. How long is a 20-year-old son? He was murdered by a gun. Uh, Mm. These people need to be caught. Too many restrictions on the police department. We need to take the handcuffs off the police officer and put them on the people who's actually doing it. And, and it, it needs to stop now. This particular mayor that we have right now just keep coming up with excuses, excuses. But people keep dying on the street. Nobody yes. doing anything about it but excuses. So, no, when we become mayor of the city of Chicago, we're going to put a stop to this crime. We're going to take them back, our police officer, men and women, and get the job done. I'm tired of it. I don't want to see no other family to go through what I've been through, the loss of a yes. son or lose a daughter or something of that nature. We're going to stop it. Okay, let me just break that one down a little bit. Uh, Tucker Carlson began by saying our preferred candidate. There is no way. No way. Well, Tucker, Tucky doesn't even live in Chicago, so he can't vote here unless he's voting illegally like, uh, I don't know, some MAGA people do. Uh, but there is no way Tucker Carlson lives in Chicago that he's voting for Willie Wilson. No way. He's voting for Paul Vallis. You know it. I know it. Everyone knows it. Uh, MAGA's candidate in this race is Paul Vallis. And the reason I say that is because MAGA, especially someone like Tucker Carlson, uh, is smart enough to know that there's no way Willie Wilson can win a runoff. It's not going to happen. Uh, his Trump connection is too strong, and the the city of Chicago hates Trump. Vallis can finesse it. And by the way, Vallis has a different response. Uh, uh, he's kind of moving left on this issue. So when the, the announcement was made that five police officers were going to be um, uh, charged uh, for the murder in the Memphis of Tyree Nichols, 
that took place earlier this month, I think it was in uh, early January, uh, five police officers were charged a second degree murder. Uh, Paul Vallis issued a statement condemning the police officers. He didn't condemn the prosecutor. He didn't say they'd gone too far. He didn't say they were anti-cop. He condemned the police officer. I was like, caught off guard by that. That's a very un-MAGA-like comment. And so uh, that's a gentleman, Paul Vallis, who realizes that he cannot get elected mayor of Chicago if he's affiliated with MAGA. And so it's going to be a coded affiliation. So MAGA will know, oh, Paul Vallis, he's the guy who's got the Fraternal Order of Police's endorsement. Oh, Paul Vallis, he's the guy who helped the police negotiate their contract with Lori Leisfeld. And that'll be good enough. There is no way Tucker Carlson, uh, he's pandering to Willie Wilson when he says he's our preferred candidate. And uh, so we all know uh, what's going on. At least I, that's that's my belief about it. Uh, and as far as uh, Willie Wilson's uh, concern, you notice Willie was talking about his son was murdered with a gun. He said that he was shot. It was, it was a gun. It was a gun. They didn't take it to the next level and talk about gun control. See, there's Tucker Carlson being a little deceitful right there. Willie Wilson said like twice, gun. He was killed with a gun. He was killed with a gun. You didn't hear Tucker Carlson swing it to, oh, what we need is more gun control. Well, I do have one more clip. Let's oh. see. Let's see. I mean, crime is voluntary. You get exactly as much as you put up with. Everyone knows that. You're saying it out loud. You've been attacked for saying it by the media in Chicago, despicably. I, most voters must agree with you, though, I would think. Well, you know, it's it, it basically how I feel. I, I, I'm, I'm tired of it. I Look, when you lose someone, the loved one, okay? You act out of your emotion, okay? Yeah. But we're not we're like crooks turn around the next week or the next day and, and, and commit a crime to someone else. A, a mayor first duty is protect its citizen, you know? Yes. Yeah. Well, again, uh, uh, no comment about uh, gun control. And uh, I do not believe uh, for one second th that uh, Tucker Carlson is outraged at the media uh, criticizing the media. That's funny. He was criticized by Lori Lightfoot. It was like the media. Who criticized him in the media, D? Can you think of anyone? I can't think of anyone who really... I don't remember seeing a column criticizing... Maybe I missed the column. Uh, but it's like criticizing the media despicably. Uh, so again, yeah. Uh, ducking. A little ducking a dodge there, Tucker, on the issue of guns. Because Willie might not have followed the Fox line if you asked him about guns. You know, he might have said we need more gun control laws, you know, and um, so, uh, uh, yeah, it's just a curious, curious avoidance of the issue of guns. Like, that's the weapon that's killing all the people, most of the people in the city of Chicago. Eh, Tucker, eh, I don't want to go there. Mm, that's not my audience. Yeah, let's go to commercial. <laughs> yeah. hey, all right. For 10 trivia points. What other elect? Well, Willie Wilson is not an elected official. For ten trivia points, what elected official in Chicago was also on the Tucker Carlson show? Oh, come on, man! I'm just building suspense. Oh. Ray Lopez. You got it, <laughs> Ray Lo. I don't. I can't think. Of, I'm trying to think right now. Another elected official from Chicago has been on the Carlson show. I think Ray Lo is it. Uh, and, and, um, Proco Joe, remember Proco Joe, hey. the hipster alderman, uh -huh. love oh, yeah. 90s rock and roll music is running again for reelection. 
uh, in the hope that he'll win the votes. I bet Spazzato. Uh, there's a good chance Spazzato may have. Been oh, you're right, Spazzato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spazzato may have been. Yeah, you're right. You know what? I said corrected. Oh, that young man from Walton knows his stuff. Go Rams. Uh, but uh, Proco Joe was on Fox. I don't think he was on Tucky. I think he was on a different uh, Fox national show, but it wasn't Tucker Carlson. But there you are, everybody. Oh, what a week. All right. And oh, what a week it is uh, and was. Uh, and I have to make this announcement uh, as we conclude. Oh, what a week. This is the last Oh, what a week that Dr. D will do for a while. The young man is taking a leave from the Ben Jarofsky show. Uh, it's kind of uh, bittersweet for me to have to announce it because it's sweet because I know D, uh, she's been pretty busy doing this show and your full-time job and being a dad and being a husband and it's just a lot. And uh, so it's maybe time for you to um, take a little off your plate. But man, I'm gonna miss you, my brother. Um, I, uh, I am. You know, it's everybody. Go, oh Ben, you're the old guy, so you must have given uh, Dennis a start in the business. But it's the exact opposite. Uh, Dennis is old his years, as I like to tease him. He's the oldest millennial I've ever met. Uh, and it was Dennis who who met me. We met in 2016. I want to say he said, "You know, you really should try radio." Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so he uh, talked me into doing it. I, I substituted a few times on that radio station, the name I always forget. Uh, and uh, and then they hired me. Uh, and Dennis was my uh, producer. And he held my hand from start to finish. It was like I was a rookie. Uh, and he was a vet and he led me through it. Uh, and then when they fired me, they the day they can I tell this story, D? I'm gonna yeah, tell this. Story. Go for it. Go for it. So they, they fired me, they call me in the office and go, You're fired, beat it. And then they tell me, uh, you know, could you ask Dennis to come in? That's how freaking lazy they are. They fired me, but they didn't want to waddle over to like, I don't know, the <laughs> studio, like 50 feet away. Oh, I'm tired. Could, could you ask Dennis to do it? So I figured I go and ask Dennis. I thought, hmm, are they gonna fire him too? No, it's just the opposite. They go, All right, we got rid of that douchebag, but you. <laughs> We can give you more time on a mic. This is an opportunity for you. Nine, ten, nine out of 10 people would have taken the opportunity. This guy said, no, you just fired my friend. I'm not going on the mic. The guy didn't go on the mic, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And that is just friendship. Uh, and uh, when uh, we finally got cut the deal, with the unions and the Sun-Times and the reader to launch this podcast, Dennis left CPT, eventually left CPT, came over, and from a technical standpoint, built this baby. And he's been my partner in crime ever since. We've gone from uh, the studio to my attic to his apartment <laughs> for COVID. Oh, man. But he, uh, it's been a great ride, and I know you're just, you're just going to be a, you're a huge success whenever you do. Uh, and um, God bless you, man. Yeah. So, so many memories. <laughs> so many memories. No, like uh, the writing was kind of on the wall uh, for me. Like once uh, my fiance was pregnant, and I'm like, yeah. all right, I think I'm going to start. You know, let's try to figure out a way to get me kind of away from the show a bit. I think through my paternal leave, uh, we were able to really figure it out. You'll do just fine without me, my man.
Well, uh, so Chris Shragi, uh, a good friend, another friend from that radio station, uh, whose name is funny. I can never remember the name. And they and they just sponsored the debate uh, the other day. And you'd think after that I would. Uh, but anyway, uh, he'll be uh, doing a lot of the heavy lifting, uh, uh, the heavy lifting on the Tuesday uh, through Friday and the bonuses, uh, DJ Nate be right there dropping them. And maybe every now and then, I think I'm going to talk Dr. D into coming back for all over the week. Just, you know, just keep us, keep busy. Like maybe once a month. I don't know. You know, keep like oh, a Ramana thing. Oh, what a month. Therapy. Oh, what a month. That could happen. Oh, what a month. Oh, what a month. Late <laughs> September. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, I think, I think, ladies and gentlemen, we just, that's called cutting a deal on the Ben Jarofsky show. Oh, what a month. Uh, but yeah, seriously, uh, thank you to everybody who has kept the show alive. All the listeners, all the unions, uh, sponsors, uh, Chicago Sun-Times, Chicago Reader. Thank you to everybody for keeping the show going. And uh, yeah, it's going to keep on going. I know, Ben, you, dude, you've come a long way, my man. You, <laughs> I remember that first interview. I'm like, oh, this. I remember callers going, I don't know about this Ben guy. Who is this guy? <laughs> The callers. Oh. <laughs> you figured it out, though, man. You figured it out. So, yeah, yeah. more than happy to come back at any time. And uh, thank you to everybody. Like, everybody on the live stream chat that we had going there for a while. Girardi. Mike man. Girardi, thank you yeah. so much. Uh, all the songs. All those songs. You helped us in a, in a crunch. And uh, you're amazing. Thank you to everybody. And yeah. it's been a great five years. Five years, dude. Dude, five years. Wow. Two th- well, since I met 2016. Yeah. So we uh, went on the mic. Uh, well, uh, technically, D, it's almost it's six years. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, onward and upward, I say. So thank you very much for every- absolutely everything. For sure. Thank uh, you. Uh, I, uh, one last. Well, no, because Tuesday will be literally our last show. So I'll be one last time. So you'll get to hear me say thank you once again to the man, the myth, the legend, the pride of Joe of Illinois, without whom the show would be possible. And as everyone in the city of Chicago would tell you back home and all, they call him Dr. D and the D stands for Marvelous. Give yourself a raise. Take it out of petty cash. Peace and love, everybody. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.